Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! Regular season is in the books. The play-in tournament is here. How are the Bulls going to do? Your guess is as good as mine. They've got the Toronto Raptors coming up Wednesday. The game is on ESPN. Winner go home. Everything's on the table here, but we're going to look back on the 82-game regular season on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee Vol CJ Watson. CJ, it's a new season. Play-in tournament is here. This game is a winner go home. No pressure, right? Yeah, no pressure. And zero zero, you know, just uh, take the take the lumps as they come and just try to get a win in this in the, on the road. It feels nice knowing who they're going to play because last time we talked, we didn't know if they were going to get Atlanta or Toronto. It looked like Toronto, but you know, you can never be too sure. Bulls Raptors coming up Wednesday night. Like I said, we're going to preview that game and the terrible matchup that it is for the Bulls. We're going to look back on the regular season because they're it felt like a lot of same old, same old, the regular season, but there's still a lot that we can get into. After I tell you about our friends at betonline.ag, betonline remains your number one source for all your basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at betonline. You'll find the latest odds, bracket, contest, team matchups, and game trends at betonline. Updated odds for everything from the play-in tournament on through the playoffs. We will go through the NBA Finals. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Are you crazy enough to bet on the Bulls to win it all? You can bet on it at Bet Online. I would recommend not doing that. But if you really want to, as I pull up the odds here, what are the Bulls' odds to win the NBA Finals this year now that they're in the play-in? As we record, the Bulls are plus 50,000 to win the NBA Finals. That is tied for the highest odds. <laughs> if you want to bet on that, head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V to get that 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Now, look, I successfully picked John Rahm to win the Masters. I'm not gonna lightning's not gonna strike twice if I pick the Bulls here. I wouldn't bet <laughs> that, but if you want to, we got a good promo code for you to help you out. And as a reminder, we have an official t-shirt of our show. Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there to support all the shows on the network. You can also buy one of these hats. I've got my coffee mug sitting right here as well. Repping the brand today. I feel like I didn't plan that, but maybe I did. I don't know. But you can get it all at shop.believe.com. But to support our show, Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance is the official t-shirt. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. You know, it was an interesting regular season. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of downs, a few ups, a lot of downs. The Bulls finished the year 40 and 42. I wanted 500, but, you know, they can't have everything, I guess. Lottery odds were impacted by the last couple games. And overall, just general thoughts on the end of the regular season besides it going way too fast. Uh, yeah, like I said, it went way too fast. Uh, I think the high note for me, they ended the, the, the season on two-game win streak. Uh, <laughs> is probably about the biggest positive I can I can feel like I, I can go with. Um but yeah, other than that, uh, I just want to see him playing, like I said, playing a good brand of basketball, going to this playing game. 
So hopefully they have some momentum, you know, going to Toronto and trying to, you know, get a win in in a tough environment. That's going to be, uh, I'm sure the crowd is going to be crazy there. You know, uh, Toronto is a is a different animal. I feel like when you're playing on the road, so it's going to be uh, tough for them to get a win there. But I think it's, you know, it's it's slightly possible. As you said, the last couple of games of the regular season, Bulls beat the Mavericks in an abomination of a basketball game, one fifteen to one twelve. <laughs> I didn't watch. I told you before we started recording, I didn't watch. I was not going to watch that game. I'm glad I didn't. There's a, there's more than just bad basketball in that as well. There's an investigation going on in the Mavericks. Then the Bulls close out the regular season with a 103-81 to 81 victory. Why Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Kobe White, Nikola Vucevic were all on the court so long? I have no idea, but you know what? Nobody got hurt. It's all good. We're all good. Like a bunch of little Fonzies here. Everything's cool. So two-game win streak to get some momentum going into a really tough matchup with Toronto. It, if you're the Bulls, you'd have rather had Atlanta, right? A lot of guard play, a little smaller. Toronto is a bad matchup. Yeah, Toronto is a bad matchup. I think uh, they're long, they're athletic, they're young. Um, they get out and run, transition, um, and they're uh, up to down. Their starting five is pretty good. I like them. Um, and uh, it's going to be tough for the Bulls to get a get a road win, but I think it's possible. I think Vooch has to be very dominant in this game and and demand the ball. Uh, if Vooch doesn't play good, they don't win this game. Um, so uh, I think the main th- thing for me is just to get Vooch established early uh, and often <laughs> and just keep feeding him and make him double team and make him let him kick it out for – for threes, you know, and, and, and drives and kicks. You hit the nail on the head. Keep feeding him. If he's got 18 points in the first half, do not start chucking up threes in the right. second half. This is one of the things I want to focus on in the regular season. They did this a lot. Boot should be hot. He'd be, you know, around the rim. He'd be hitting some jumpers maybe, be rebounding the ball well. Everything would be looking good. And all of a sudden, you wouldn't see Vooch anymore because they'd be busy shooting threes. And I know DeMar with the mid-range and Kobe White with the threes. And I get that you have to play catch up sometimes, but you've got a guy with a hot hand who's just cutting through like a hot butter knife, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, yeah, you got to keep feeding them uh, early and often. And for me, it's just try to keep the game close. Uh, it's going to be a different style of basketball. I'm sure the refs going to let them play. It's going to be the playoffs. It's physical. Um, so well, the refs going to let a lot of things go. So just get the ball to Vooch, uh, get the get the fouls racking up early. And uh, like I said, just let them let it, let them double team and triple team them and kick it out for threes and drives and kicks and. Uh, and then you can start shooting your open threes in, in mid-range and stuff like that. But don't just start feeding them and then start jacking up threes, like you said, uh, just to just to jack up threes. Make this take some efficient, good shots. Exactly. And we're gonna have more of a play and preview here later in the show. We're gonna look at like what matchups terrify me besides all of them on the Raptors side. <laughs> but you know, the regular season, 82 games into this thing, it it just feels like yesterday you were starting the show with opening day. Here we are. There was a lot that happened, even though it felt like, you know. A, they didn't win four games in a row. I thought they would. I had hoped they'd win four in a row once. They did not win four games in a row at all in the regular season. It was so much of the same things. It felt like we've said it We've said it a number of times on here. It felt like they never learned from their mistakes, and that scares me going into like the play-in tournament and potentially the playoffs. Is How are you this far in, and you didn't learn from your mistakes? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been uh, one heck of a roller coaster season, up and downs, uh, more downs and ups, I feel like. <laughs> But like yeah. you said, they, they haven't really learned from anything. Uh, you know, these, these close losses or or bad losses, uh, I feel like they would have learned a lot from. And but they still just kept doing the same thing over and over. I think the addition of Pat Beverly kind of kind of settled them down a little bit. But you know, hopefully they'll figure it out in this playing game because, like you said, it's one and done. If you don't, if you ever learn from those mistakes, you can't all, all of a sudden just pick up and learn now. So hopefully they'll they'll learn from it and uh, they can use that in this in this in this game coming up. You know, we joke about there being a lot of downs this year, and there were. Like, I mean, there were bad losses. Where you're like, how are you losing 
to the Orlando Magic? How are you losing to Houston at home? Houston had won no road games at that point. Like, I can pick it. I can go down the schedule and tell you that was a bad loss. That was a bad loss. That was a bad loss. You had too many of that. But one of the bright spots, let's start with the bright. Patrick Williams, brightest spot of the year, I think. Playing all 82 games after missing so much of last year, that's huge for his development. And you saw him throughout the year progress and become more of a shooter and his defense got stronger. I feel like it was already strong, but yeah. to me, he's the brightest spot of this year. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think he's going to have a breakout year next year. Um, he's playing with more confidence. Um, and like you said, his scoring ability, you can see and uh, defense has always been there. So I definitely think he's going to be a great two-way player coming up next year and even in the future. Yeah, And it'll help too, depending on any roster changes. If he can, if he can kind of emerge as the guy, and I've said it before, I don't hate the idea of him leading the second unit. I think that's a good way to give him some leadership and let him be one of the primary scorers on that unit. Instead of putting him out there with, you know, ball dominant guys like DeMar and Levine and even Vooch to an extent, he's a great passer, but you still got to get in the ball. Like let Patrick Williams be Patrick Williams coming off the bench. I thought that was a good move by Billy Donovan after the Patrick Beverly trade. Yeah, for sure. Just let them play free. You know, you want those developing guys to to play free and not worry about getting yanked out of the game if they're making one or two mistakes um, or taking a bad shot. Uh, so just let them, you know, play free and, and roam around. And uh, like I said, he's getting better. His confidence is, is uh, skying high right now. And hopefully he can take that into the playing game. And one of the other things as the year went on, Zach Levine's looking like Zach Levine again. Early in the year with the knee coming up the surgery, wasn't quite sure what you were going to get, especially after the max contract like that. When you start off slow after signing that type of contract, yeah, there's plenty of reason to be nervous. But you know what? He settled in. He found a groove. I think Pat Bev got in his ear as well after the trade. Like he he came along well, and that's he kept things afloat. It seems like yeah, they, yeah. they could be much worse than forty and forty two. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, uh, his knee definitely was, uh, I think, a big issue, and just just taking those months, a uh, couple months to get to get back right and to to gain some momentum, to gain some you know energy. I think uh, and getting that knee back healthy. Was definitely a, a major key you can see how more explosive he is you know later out throughout the season um and I, for me it's just for him just to be a better leader and to be more efficient you know not taking so many uh as i would call them jack up threes uh but taking threes within the offense i feel like and uh within rhythm and don't just shoot to shoot like right rhythm <laughs> is key i mean how many times have you heard me say that's a bad shot like i, I can yeah. count them while the game's like zach what are you doing zach what are you doing it seemed like things got better as yeah. the year went along later in the year, it seemed like he wasn't just, oh, what are you doing? Like now everybody has those moments where you're like, eh, I wouldn't have taken that shot. But, yeah. you know, it seemed like that number got cut down enough. And yes, he signed the max contract. Zach Levine is still a younger player in the league. Like he's not, you're not talking about a guy who's pushing 32 here. He's been around a while. Like Zach's been around a while. He's still a young star. So we've yeah, got to, yeah. there's an adjustment factor there too, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He definitely has still a, a lot more to learn. That's why you want to pair him with ultra stars like a DeMar DeRozan and Vooch. Guys he can learn from, guys he can learn the the star uh, star scene from, role from, and then, and those guys are going to help him, you know, throughout the future, I feel like. So uh, I think he's doing great so far. Like I said, it's going to be a big test, uh, this playing game, to see if he has learned from any of his mistakes. Um, so, like I said, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of adjustment period, and we're going to tell a lot from uh, this one game just to see, you know, how their future is going to go. I sure hope he's learned from this year. I mean, I feel like I hope this whole team has learned from this year. Right. Constantly the turnovers and offensive rebounds. And that's the thing that scares me the most about Toronto is the offensive rebounds. And yeah, you know, and I go back to Vooch. One other note here. You mentioned Patrick Williams playing all 82 games this year. Nikola Vucevic did as well. You had both guys play 82 games and it's first time in Vooch's career. I didn't realize that. 
Yeah. First time Vooch has played 82 games in his career. Obviously, it's the first time Patrick Williams has. But the fact that Vooch did, I mean, in a contract year to play all 82 games, it doesn't matter how you do. You're making a statement there, especially when you play at a high level. You know, he didn't make the all-star game, but he still was a key part of this team. Oh, yeah, for sure. When you play all 82 games, that's tough to do, man, especially in today's basketball. I know it's physical, it's brutal to travel, um, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, just playing all 82 games just means you're durable and they can, your team can rely on you. And um, like I said, it's, it's big for him. That's going to be a big boost for him. I'm sure going to negotiations for contract time. So uh, it's all, all kudos to him and hopefully you know, uh, everyone else stays healthy also. We're going to save the contract talks for the season recap because I really, I, don't, I mean, even if they don't lose at Toronto, I think they're going to lose sooner than later. They're not going to make the finals. Sorry, 50,000 plus 50,000. I don't think they're going to no make faith, the finals, man. but I mean, I'm not. I'm playing the sports books. This is the sports books. This isn't me. I'm going this. Then the team with the worst odds with the Bulls is the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm. This is. I'm it just trusting sense. Vegas. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got. I got to trust the sports books. I mean, I, I trust me even more because I picked John Rom to win the Masters. I've never picked the outright winner of a golf tournament. So like, you know, I'm just. I'm just fitting facts here. Right. But, and if they were at full strength, maybe this thing would be different. And that's been the storyline all year: is the health of Lonzo Ball. Yes, we talked about like, okay, we were thinking he wasn't going to play this year early in the year. That proved to be the case. He's out most of next year with the surgery. But with this regular season, I'm not going to use it as an excuse. It's not a crutch. It's not going to be, oh, they could have been in the playoffs instead of the play-in if Lonzo wasn't hurt. That might be the case. But that storyline was there. What's going on with Lonzo Ball? The uncertainty. And then we finally find out toward the end of the regular season, he's going to be out all of next year. So that entire situation, looking back on that, that's just tough. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's brutal. Yeah, it's definitely bad. It's just probably disheartening, you know, for him as a person and a player, and then also just for the team um, with him never knowing when he's going to come back, you know, always having that little dangling rabbit uh, saying he's coming back or he's progressing, but then taking two steps back. So it was definitely tough uh, for me just as a fan, just watching and hoping that he would come back and help his team. But uh, you said, hopefully they could have made a move sooner maybe. Uh, if they would have made, you know, uh, if you'd have known, uh, I'm not going to come back to the whole year. He, they could have made a move sooner to maybe help the depth of this team. Yeah. And I mean, the Pat Bev addition was he's not going to be your true point guard. He's not going to be yeah. your Lonzo type, your pass first, your three and D. He's going to bring the defense and the tenacity. He can pass the ball too. He's a great rebounder, but you needed a guy who could at least fill in with a three point shooting. And maybe again, like you said, maybe they'd have had those opportunities if they would have found this out sooner, but with the right. uncertainty and everything, that is just going to be one of the biggest things with this year. Cause I mean, you, you played the point guard position in the NBA. It doesn't matter if you're the best player, fourth best player, or either fifth best player out of the five guys in that starting lineup, a true point guard, a good point guard like that ties the entire team together. Yeah. It helps out a lot. It's going to help your chemistry. Uh, you know, a point guard is just another extension of the, of the coach on the court and uh, playing that position is definitely tough. I think it's the hardest position in basketball to play. Um, but like I said, if you have one of those guys uh, on there that can demand and control your team uh, and knows who to get the ball to and in what situations, that's going to help your team and benefit him, uh, you know, 100% more. And that's what Lonzo did. He had the high IQ. He could set up any pass, any shot he wanted. I yeah. mean, the way, he, the way he saw the court, and that's something that you saw a little bit at UCLA, I feel like. But even as he got comfortable in the league, settled into a role and fixed that, damn shot of his like he got more comfortable with his shot so he was able to distribute more like you know you saw his game coming together that's why this injury is so brutal and now this is gonna be part of our season recap discussion as well 
looking ahead, you need a point guard now. You thought you you should have had one. Well, things aren't going as planned because of the injury. You find yourself with a hole at the point guard position, and that could be key in this play-in game too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely going to show in this playing game, I feel like, because yeah. on the other side, they have Fred Van Lee, who is, a, to me, a great point guard. You know, he can lead the team. He can score. Uh, he's very badly represent. Yeah, <laughs> maybe might be a little undersized, but he's he's very uh, very dominant in his position. Um, so it's going to definitely show in this game. <laughs> and I know that Valley comment's going to go over well with anyone who went to Loyola listening to this, because Wichita State's <laughs> not the Valley anymore. But he towards the Valley when he was there. I mean, watching Fred Van Vliet, that was before I got to Loyola. I... When I got there, Landry Shamit was their point guard. So yeah. that was after Van Vliet was there. And Landry Shamit, he's playing for Clip, the Clippers now. I can't keep track. I think he's the Suns, I think. Is it the Suns? I, can, yeah, I can't Suns, keep track yeah. of it all. He's bounced around a little bit. But Fred Van Vliet, you, get, you went to Wichita State games. You knew you, you heard two names. You heard Ron Baker. There's a name. Yeah. And you heard Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> like watching his career going from he, – because he wasn't drafted. He was an undrafted free agent. And now he's signing this, signing this big contract with Toronto and – He's been he came up in trade rumors, then he wasn't in trade rumors. He's got the contract, and Toronto's kind of in the middle. Like there's a lot in play here, but he's one he can torch you in multiple yeah, yeah. different ways. He can torch you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's gonna be scary. I think that's one of my uh, you know, key matchups. I don't know how Pat Beverly is gonna guard him or who's gonna guard him, or maybe Caruso might throw a bigger guy on him, maybe. But uh, it's gonna be diff- definitely uh, you know, it's the bull's best interest to to hold him down, hold him under twenty and twenty-five points. <laughs> Yeah, and that leads to the point here. Looking at the lineups, Billy Donovan likes to go small, and there's nothing wrong with a small lineup. I like the idea of small ball, pace and space, run the floor. I think, like, people talk about the Lakers and how the Lakers are going to do, and I know I always make fun of the Lakers on the show, it seems like, but, you know, yeah. they, they're Kendrick Perkins out here saying, I think the Lakers can win the NBA Finals. That might be the case, but if you play fast enough, you're going to wear them down. Like, yeah. you got a small lineup. If you can wear down the taller guys, the bigger guys, it gives you an advantage. So I don't hate the idea of going small, but Toronto, they're all big. They're all athletic. I don't think yeah. you can beat them with a small lineup. So the reason I bring this up is my question to you. Do you start Alex Caruso or Patrick Williams in the playing game? Uh, um, I mean, for me, I got to, I got to try to maximize their, their length, their height, um, and also their scoring ability. Um, and that with our scoring ability with the Bulls, we, we lack three point shooting, uh, which is definitely the key. So, I mean, I don't know. I would start Alex Caruso just to keep the way it is, and I like uh, bringing Patrick Williams off the bench um, just to contend with those other guys they got coming off the bench also. So, like I said, yeah, I would I would start Alex, just keep it the same way it is it is, and, you know, stick with my guns. You know, if we go out losing, we got to go out with a fight. <laughs> I think you also need the defense of Pat Bev and Caruso together. Yeah. Like, I think that's one argument for that. But I also get the side of Toronto's huge. You're yeah. not. Like it, yeah. I get that. Now I'm not going to go out the deep end and say Vooch and Drummond together. I had my fun with that during <laughs> the regular season. That's not a play in playoff lineup. You don't, right. don't mess with that unless you're desperate and there's foul trouble. Like don't put those, I wouldn't put those two out to, there together. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think you, if you can stagger, if you can get Caruso and Pat will on the court together, I think that would yeah, be yeah. Really nice, but that's yeah. not your, you're not going to bump Patrick Beverly out of the starting lineup for that. Like in the game with matchups, that's going to be something I'm watching is where Billy Donovan goes with the starting lineup to combat the size and that athleticism. And oh, by the way, you have to stop Fred Van Vliet too. Right. Yeah. 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 And and Siakam. So I think it's definitely going to be a tell of uh, the coaches, you know, playing, you know, chess, not checkers. So uh, whoever can do that the best, I think is going to win the game. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, Nick Nurse, 
that's a weird situation there. His name's coming up in coaching rumors. I think I heard him link yeah. to the to the Rockets. Like, yeah, yeah. he's still got a job. He's not right. done coaching this year. <laughs> so I'm like, did I miss something? Is Nick Nurse going to be gone? Is his contract up? Like, I don't know what if I, I might have missed something somewhere. And I think, I, I, let's detour here real quick, a little sidebar. The Rockets situation with Steven Silas. He never had a roster that could compete. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, me neither. And Coach Silas is one of my assistant coaches when I was at the Warriors. I love Coach Silas, and uh, they just gave him a bad hand. Obviously, everyone wants a head coaching job, but I mean, I don't know if he uh, should have taken that because it was a it was a no win situation, really. But hopefully, you know, he'll give it. I'm sure he'll be on someone's bench next year. But uh, yeah, that was a no win situation uh, in Houston. <laughs> it was never going to work out or pan out. <laughs> yeah, you never had a good roster there. So the fact that right. Nick Nurse has been linked to that position is like. That's where, and there are a couple other names. I've heard Kenny Atkinson come up. I've heard Mark Jackson come up. It's like all Ime these Udoka names. Also, Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka is yeah. going to be in every every opening. You're going right. to hear, oh hey, this team's interested in Ime Udoka. Yeah. You've heard there's what three openings now. Every one of them I've seen Woj tweet. Yeah, Ime Udoka is expected to be a candidate here. Like, right. Well, yeah, that's to be expected. Like even right. <laughs> with everything that happened in Boston, Ime Udoka is going to be a hot commodity from a basketball yeah. standpoint because that was an internal thing, I believe. I don't think that was right. not a league involved thing. So. He's going to be if any team is going to want him, like. But yeah, that yeah, Houston sure. job is one to watch for sure. Just with the the amount of talent they have, they're going to have another top round top pick this year. Like, that's them them and Orlando. Houston and Orlando are the two teams I'm watching for the future with the young talent they've got, and they're going to have more picks this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Both those teams are, are teams to watch. They're all young. They got definitely a lot of great young talent on that team. They just I feel like they both just need to learn how to play basketball. They don't really know how to play basketball yet. Um, you know, defense, uh, help defense is terrible. Um, so, like I said, they just need to be taught the 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 X's and O's of the basketball game, the NBA basketball game. I think that will help them out a lot, and I'm sure they'll get better in free agency and then in the draft, just like you said. Veterans are going to be the key for those two teams. Get some veteran yeah. leadership in there, and it's going to go a long way, which is why I, once again, don't know why you get rid of Steven Silas when you do, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get closer to home with the Bulls. This, this play-in game. We talked about one and done. Billy Donovan has compared it to an NCAA tournament, you know, and you, you played there with Tennessee one and done. you you either win or you go home. Now the other playing game is not like this. That's why if you're playing for seating, we'd be having a different conversation. You'd have two games for the bulls. You have to bring your best effort or you go home. So the, the NCAA tournament comparison is what I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Is that how you, look at this playing game. Cause obviously that's only been within the last couple of years. You never played in the play in tournament, right? Yeah. but that type of concept, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It has to be accurate. You know, you want to go in with the best uh, schemes and everything that their coaches and coaching staff draw up. Um, and you want to go in with the best, best plays, four or five plays you have the best, you know, nine or 10 guys you have in the lineup and that are going to, you know, be able to switch and do whatever else you need to do. But that's, that's definitely the mindset going into it. it's one and done. Uh, if you win, you obviously continue to play again, but if you lose, you're done. So you try to go out and, and uh, throw everything at them you can that has worked uh, maybe in the previous games and and don't do anything that hasn't worked <laughs> in and the last couple games. For the love of everything that is good in this world, no 20-point deficits in the first quarter. And yeah, up with that. keep it close, man. Just keep it close. I feel like they'll have a chance. If you, if you don't keep it close, it's going to be over. <laughs> don't play this. We're coming all the way back from a 20-point yeah. deficit. You, That's a dangerous game right now. In the regular season, you can get away with it. I right. know that's how you beat the Grizzlies. I understand that it was the most exciting win of the year. We even said here, 
That's fantastic. Don't ever do it again. It was like the Willie right. Mays Hayes catch in Major League. Hey, nice <laughs> catch. Don't ever blank and do it again. Like, right, don't, yeah, yeah. it was fun. It was cool. You had your moment. No more. You've got to come out firing. No slow starts. And that that's one thing you have to impart if you're Billy Donovan. None of the slow start stuff. Like I, I could have said five other words there. You can fill those in <laughs> however much you want. I, I mean, you know how those locker rooms can get. You can fill yeah, in yeah, any yeah. word you want there. You played for Tiffs. I, mean, I don't want to know yeah, yeah. how he'd be right now about oh, talking no, about yeah. slow starts and getting this team ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tiffs was going to be ready at every second. I mean, even a week before the game started, Tiffs was already <laughs> ready. So it was uh, definitely these playoffs games are definitely high intensity. Um, like I said, they just got to go in there and play, play fearful because no one is really counting them in to, to win this game, I think. So. Let's go out there and play. Um, Guilty. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> go out there and play, you know, with no fear and just go out and leave it all on the court. And I think that if they do that, they'll have a chance to win, and that's all you want at the end of the day. Yeah, if this was the Hawks, I'd feel better because you can you control Trey, which that's another thing we're going to talk about after the season too. There's big decisions looming there. But you control Trey, control DeJounte Murray, like they're yeah. smaller guards. Toronto is so long and athletic, and the Bulls went one and two in the regular season – and one of those wins came on the second half of a back-to-back. I don't, I don't like their chances here. I really, I don't know what the money line is or anything, but I, looking at the matchups, like we said, I, I don't like this matchup at all. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be tough. It's a tough matchup for the Bulls, I think. Uh, but like I said, they just got to pound the ball to Vooch, uh, get him going early and often, and uh, like I said, just control, take efficient threes, um, and just keep feeding Vooch the ball, make him. Uh, make them double team and make them, you know, kick it out for open threes and, and driving kicks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bulls, uh, according to Bet Online, this is as of Tuesday evening. Uh, the Bulls are five and a half point underdogs plus one eighty five on the line, so they're not like heavy underdogs. I'd say I wouldn't say Toronto's a heavy favorite. I mean, they're minus two fifteen, so it's a little bit of juice right. there. But <laughs> I mean, even. It's not going to be easy. They've proven us wrong before. Like they've done this yeah, yeah. a lot this year where they've had these games where, oh, they're not going to have a chance and they go out and they'll win by 15. Like yeah, yeah. They, they do this. It's be a good time to, but we also go back to my favorite game, which is the lottery odds. If you make the playoffs, you're out of the lottery. Mm-hmm. So there, I know you play in tournament, go, go win. You figure it out later. I get that attitude, but yeah. it's all that, that thought is always there of you're sacrificing the chance at a draft pick because, that if they end up out of the lottery, if they don't have a chance at the top four, you don't have a draft pick this year. It's just one of those things. Yes, it's a it's a it's a gift and a curse. But uh, like I said, for me, it's just go out there and just win the game, play as, as best as you can. Oh, and, for sure. You know, you know, the chips let the chips fall where they may. You know, like I said, hopefully they can they can do that. They can have the right focus and the mindset going to this game because all you need is one good night. Someone can get hot, you know, and uh, stay hot, and that could be the end of the, of the Raptors' night. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying they pull a Mavericks and go throw the game because that's basically what the Mavericks <laughs> did. In that game. I mean, that I talked about that abomination of a game before we wrap up here. 115 to 112 was the final score. Dallas did not play half its team. Like, I mean, they yeah. were actively trying to lose that game for the lottery odds. And Luca only played the first quarter and then I think one sequence in the second quarter before he got pulled. And the NBA is investigating. And depending on what happens with that, if the Bulls were to get bounced in this play in game, that I don't know how that would impact lottery odds i don't know how it would impact what the nba is going to do like there's a lot in play here and there's a lot of factors but most importantly and from a player standpoint i'm with you 100 if you're if you're zach if you're damar if you're vooch you're just going out there and going to win a ball game like lead the front office lead the trade lead the draft stuff leave that to the front office and leave that talking heads like us to talk and vent about on the air here 
but right. I, I'm with I'm with you. If you're a player, you're going you're going out to win. Don't do any of this Mark Cuban stuff like that. <laughs> if he was yeah, even involved in that, I shouldn't yeah. say that. If, if he's even involved, I shouldn't throw that out there. <laughs> but you get what I mean. Don't do any of this Maverick stuff where you're throwing a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely don't do that. You know, Mark Cuban, I think, just has a has a has a lot of money. He just says, you know, forget everybody, even the NBA, which I love. He has a great mindset. It's always fun to watch and fun fun to see him coming on the court, uh, yes. you know, and trying to contest with the with the scorekeepers and stuff like that. But yeah, the the Bulls just got to go out there, focus, you know, positive, you know, and like I said, just keep the game close. If they can keep this game two to three, five points game, anything can happen, you know, and they can they have to definitely out rebound the Raptors. If they don't do that, then they'll definitely lose. Yeah, I'm I'm with you 110%. So this game tips off Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Central on ESPN. ESPN gives the Raptors a 57.7% chance of victory. And I told you what the bunny line was. Bulls are five and a half point underdogs. Regardless, we'll be back here Friday. It'll be either a season recap show or previewing the next play-in game. One of the two. We'll be back here because there's always going to be something to talk about. We're entering talking season. And no matter what we got, there's that Trey Young situation in Atlanta. You've got coaching carousel coming up. A Bulls assistant has been linked to a couple of jobs as well. We'll talk about that in the coming days. But all in all, one and done, CJ, like you said, this is going to be a really interesting game. Yep, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, great atmosphere in Toronto. It's got to get it done, Bulls. Let's go. We're going to put a bow on this episode. That's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code BLEAV. 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up over here. 50% bonus at Bet Online with our promo code BLEAV. And buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. Again, the link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. CJ, what do you say we do this again Friday, win or lose? I don't, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to have something to talk about. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully a win. So I can't wait. Yeah. And we'll get, and I'll sit here and whine and complain about the lottery odds if they win. <laughs> but you know, it's all it's all fun though. It's a fun time of year. It's it's better than sitting here after the eighty-two games, going, okay, we're done. Let's watch the other teams play. At least we get right, one game yeah. watching the Bulls play. I mean, yep, it's it's better than nothing. But we'll see everybody later this week. Enjoy the basketball, and it's a fun fun time of year. Playoff basketball is here, kind of. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.